going on, guys? Dustin with the LFG 1904 Show. Reconstruction Rescue is your best choice for flood restoration services in San Diego County. With years of experience in the industry, their dedicated team of project managers will work hand-in-hand with you from start to finish, specializing in home insurance water damage claims. They take on the headache of dealing with your insurance company so you don't have to. Call this number today for a free estimate. 760-891-9919. Once again, that number is 760-891-9919. Reconstruction Rescue. Y'all know the deal. What's going on, guys? Dustin with the LFG 1904 Show. Reconstruction Rescue is your best choice for flood restoration services in San Diego County. With years of experience in the industry, their dedicated team of project managers will work hand-in-hand with you from start to finish, specializing in home insurance water damage claims. They take on the headache of dealing with your insurance company so you don't have to. Call this number today for a free estimate. 760-891-9919. Once again, that number is 760-891-9919. Reconstruction Rescue. Y'all know the deal. What's going on, guys? I'm here to talk about a clothing brand, The Recipe Golf. This brand is more than an ode to golf. It's a celebration of holding your head up high, always embracing the experience that shape our identity. The recipe that signifies an understanding that the success requires a blend of elements. A recipe that defines who we are in this world. Go ahead and give them a follow today, guys, on Facebook or Instagram, The Recipe Golf. Or visit their website, www.therecipegolf.store. Use promo code LFG for your first purchase. Let's fucking go. This is like your coming out story. I love it. Because <laughs> there's the one, this is the first verse that I just like. See if you can see if you can hear. Oh, I, I've heard this song, but. Come on. So you can take. So you can take and shove it up your ass. Shove it up there real fucking far, right? Yeah. Trying a little something different here. We got Mrs. Elise Woolsey on today, guys. Today is her eight years clean and sober. Oh, look at that. My dad probably finally texted me. Congrats on your eight years sober. So proud of you. Mm-mm-mm. We can just listen to this music this whole time, too. You know what I mean? A little podcast and music at the same time. I feel like I'm like. In the I don't, I don't know. Yeah. No. We're partying. Mm-mm. Oh. Come on. All right. Yeah, fuck it. So anyways, guys. I think that's enough coffee ice cream. Hold on. Yeah. Go ahead and take your time. You've only been fucking around for the last 30 minutes before we get this started anyways. Just with our children and all. Slamming things. Man, nobody wants to hear that on the podcast, Elise. Don't make this the last time you're going to be on the show. I just really 
hope she stays asleep. Dear God, we pray. So happy eight years. Day. Thank you. Why don't you tell? Why don't you tell him how you did it? Mm. Why don't you tell him how you did it this year? Mm. I didn't do it. Everyone else did it for me this year. They just carried me on through to the end to make it another day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, this is a podcast, so go ahead and explain. <laughs> um, this year was just fucking hell on earth, you know? The pregnancy was fucked off. Um, my friendships were kind of fucked off. Our marriage was really fucked off. Everything was really fucked off, you know? And, uh, man, I don't know. I just uh, powered through it. The dog was was the really the, the yeah. end all. <laughs> so we're pretty smart people. So <clears throat> we uh, we have a toddler that's one and a half, and we have a baby that was just born January first. In October, I decided a good idea was to get a puppy because that's you know the American dream, so right? Proud of you for taking full responsibility for this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was my idea. It was your idea. You agreed to it, which I thought that you were going to be like, yeah, right. You're well, fucking I've, tripping. I've said no for so long now. Yeah. And then finally I was like, yeah, like what? It's such a weird thing. I don't understand. Well, why. I mean, listen, we've uh, worked it out with the dog. The dog's staying, right? But there was a time <laughs> where we're like, fuck, we can't do this anymore. This dog is uh, too much. It's too much. We were we had already so much on her plate, and adding a, another toddler to it was just chaos. It was pure chaos. Total. I was extremely. I was pregnant when we got him, but I was extremely overstimulated, and that just sent me right over the fucking cliff, like right over the fucking cliff. Just pushing. It just. It was like the. It was the push that needed to happen to send me right over. Was getting the dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the dog's staying. We both, you know, ah, get rid of the dog. You get rid of the dog. I'm not getting rid of the dog. I want to get rid of the dog. <laughs> Every poor, fucking poor dog. other week. Yeah, poor fucking dog. Hey, he has a good life, though. The he fuck, does. He's got a good life. He is uh, my workshop buddy now. He has a lead and rope or leash or whatever the fuck outside in the front yard, and he chills. I mean, the first couple of days, he did not like it because he's a toddler, and he wants to do his own fucking thing. But, um, yeah, so anyways, eight years clean. You uh, definitely suffered through postpartum. I uh, I have to admit, I've always heard about it, and I honestly rarely even knew anybody because it was such a kept secret, I guess. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't really recall anybody that I was close to that had that issue. I mean, I think that maybe they had, and I just didn't listen, you know, so it never actually affected me. Yeah. Um, until It wasn't like that with Wyatt. Until it hits you your, hits your right in the face in your own house. It's pretty yeah. brutal. Yeah. And uh, what I've learned is you don't take things for granted, and watching you walk through some of those things was uh, probably one of the toughest things I had to do. Yeah. And we had to learn a a different, I think that we both had to learn how to treat one another all over again. Yeah, definitely. Because it was so chaotic. And vulnerable, <coughs> yeah. 
like you definitely saw me in my worst, absolute worst states of worst, just worst state of mind, worst fucking way I've ever been mentally, for sure. Like comparable to my addiction, maybe even worse. To be honest, like I, I never, I, I, I had my moments my in my addiction, but that was pretty rough to go through sober you know it's like you have an excuse when you're high you know Mm -hmm. like i'm high so i'm fucking having a mental fucking breakdown because i want to get loaded you know and i don't have any fucking dope but this was like having a mental breakdown screaming fucking bloody murder because a cat beat on a bed because i'm so overstimulated and i have severe postpartum rage you know just fucking losing it i know wouldn't you say when you say because I, there's a few people that I said, yeah, she's suffering through postpartum rage. And like, what is that? And I even heard of it. It's a form of depression. So it's basically a, it's in the category as depression. Yeah. A it's lot just of people, a different form. A lot of people didn't know that it was called that. A lot of moms, especially the ones on my TikTok, they're like, I didn't know it had a name. Like, I just thought I was just fucking angry. But it's like. You can't not blame your hormones. Your hormones are all fucked up when you have a baby and they're up and down and up and down. You you have a severe hormone drop after you have a baby. And uh, you don't know how it's going to affect you. Postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. Like I have a friend that has postpartum anxiety to where everything just makes her anxious. People holding her baby, going anywhere with her baby. You know, that's just anxiety. And then depression. I had a friend that had depression and uh, she didn't want to hold her baby mm. for like two weeks. She just didn't want to hold her baby. See, that's what I have heard of. Yeah, I have heard of that. I mean, obviously, you people, we've always heard stories of even, I mean, mothers doing some really way out things. Yeah. Disassociate from their baby completely. Like, just, you know, don't want anything to do with them. You come out of it. You know, some people suffer for longer, like, months, but usually you come out of it within the first couple months, you know. The rage, um... I think that just runs in the family, to be honest. But, yeah, that's just how my postpartum manifested. And everybody said it would be worse with a girl. Oh, they were not lying. They were not fucking lying. Good thing she's pretty. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have taken her to the fucking 300 cliff. (laughs) This is Sparta. Oh, shit. See ya. Yeah, right. I know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, I mean, uh, listen. Yeah, you are you are out of it. I mean, you are still getting some episodes, that's for sure. I mean, you yeah, overstimulation not, not, for sure. Not definitely over it, but um, you know, look, the like I said two seconds ago, it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to encounter. Hopefully, I don't ever have to encounter that again. But um, I'm a little bit more prepared for it now. It's just, it's just the it's just a motherfucker when it happens in your own house. Yeah. It's fucking gnarly. Yeah, and then. It's like I have to learn how to ask for help. That's like the hardest thing is I just don't know how to do that very well. And now it's like when I feel like I'm overstimulated, I just am like, okay, take her. Take her away. I I got to get away from me because I'm going to fucking lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which every mom can fucking uh, relate to. Like their baby crying sounds like nails on a chalkboard. It's, you know, it's totally normal to feel like that. It just is, you know. What are some of the lessons that you've learned oh, through this I ju- process? I, I just have to tell myself that it's not her. She's not doing it to me. She's a baby. You know, she doesn't know how she feels. I have to soothe her through it. She's hurting from gas or whatever it is, and so she's screaming, crying, and she's not doing it to me. 
it's not happening, you know, she's not doing it on purpose. I have to like remind myself of that. And then, you know, I just have to um, communicate very well. I have to learn how to communicate very well, very quickly, because if I wasn't going to learn how to communicate, I wasn't going to make it through. If I didn't learn how to reach out to other moms, I was not going to make it through. And I'm not very good at reaching out when I'm in a vulnerable state of mind. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to isolate. I isolated the most I've ever isolated in my life the last year. Ever. Mm. I didn't talk to a lot of people all, all the time. I just stayed closest to my friends and that are like two people, mm. <laughs> you know, and my sponsor. And yeah. that's pretty much it, you know. Well, you've met some new friends along the way. I mean, you've had these friends, but you got you have a, a tighter bond with them now. Yeah. New moms, too. Yeah, yeah. New, the mom new moms, gang. The new mom gang. We hang out on Tuesdays and yeah. go on walks. It's really nice, actually. Yeah. Because they I know exactly what I'm going through right now. You yeah. Know? They know what I'm going through at 2 in the morning. If I wanted to text them, they know exactly what I'm dealing with, you know? Right. And you need that shit because mom, being a mom is harder than getting clean i think yeah <laughs> to be honest <laughs> so do you want to where do you want this podcast to go to tonight we should probably should have talked about this before we started the podcast um i think it's easy we talk about <coughs> where we're at mm. both of us you know i think we talk about where our relationship went and how we came back from that and i mean this could be like a five-hour long podcast i need to look at my jacket because i'm so fucking cold what the hell dude <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking high i fucking lost my fucking Wait, it's speak. Jesus, criminy. That's insane. Yeah, now she's over here trying to find a jacket because she's cold. Guess what? Now I'm going to go ahead and put Post Malone back on because you're fucking up. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, you know, people, I hope that I hope that you guys are listening and you can relate and you have somebody in your life or you know somebody that suffered through postpartum. For me, the only thing that I can do is uh, not be how I was before. So, you know, I'll get I'll get real transparent and vulnerable with you guys. I wasn't the best when it came to communicating. And I often would, uh, the words that you're thinking in your head, they would just come out of my fucking mouth. Yeah. And that was a, that's been an issue, you know, something that it's a character defect of mine. And I try to work on it literally on a daily basis. But I think really what turned the corner for me was um, our daughter, Wyatt. Um, Jesus Christ. Wynona? <laughs> what the fuck? Are I, you fucking am I, high? Am I, fucking? Like... Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Wyatt. I got all oh, messed up. Oh, Winona. Well, you yeah. say Wynona. Wynona. Whatever. <clears throat> so there was issues in the pregnancy. And, uh, Is your music still on? Yeah, I turned it on because you were leaving. It's just, you know, it's mellow. Turn that shit we're off. Doing diff- we're, just, we're trying something new. Turn okay. that shit off. I don't even listen to this kind of <laughs> fucking bullshit music. Yeah, hey, so turn it off. I'm trying to. I can't figure it out. Oh. So <laughs> I know how to fucking what I'm doing, dude. Don't okay, fucking okay. trip. You know, listen. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. I need this song. I need this song. While I'm telling the story. Homie. It brings me back. Okay. Okay. I fall apart. Okay. <laughs> this is this is fitting. Okay? I fall apart. God, yeah. it sounds like he's like I know. having a weird orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she, uh, I think the first thing was uh, a hole in a heart, right? 
Yeah. So the first time that she went to go get an ultrasound release, the doctors uh, basically gave her a hard scare and said that there was something wrong, hole in heart, which is pretty common. Yeah. Uh, then, then we had to consistently what? What is it? Every two weeks we had to go back, or you? Had yeah, to go back? it was like every two weeks I had an ultrasound. Right. So the next, the next saga to the twist of the story was, Winona had a cyst on the brain mm-hmm. that. Um, they say goes away. You know, they just they. Well, it it goes away, but primary where the spot was is normally downs. Oh, but she no, already, that's it's not where the spot was. That uh, just can be consistent with downs. Uh, but my blood work came back with no, mm-hmm. no diseases or, or or anything like that. So yeah, there wasn't any, any anything wrong, but so they still. They, and I don't even think it was downs. I think it was a different, a different disease or okay. what do you call it i don't even know anyways don't listen to me it's 9 15 at night so i'm not a doctor <laughs> so then there was that <clears throat> and then they wanted to do uh, a procedure where they stick the needle down your belly button right they to, wanted to do an amnio right said no to that actually the doctor that came in the the best one because i saw a different one every fucking time he's the only one that came in and was like you don't need to do an amnio we see all this shit all the time and right. it's all gonna be fine he was like I wouldn't have even told you about the cysts on the brain because they go away, and that's exactly what happened. Got it. The hole in the heart will close up. It's you know, and the hole in the heart, the hole in the heart was already gone by two weeks in. Right. So, and then the last thing was something with her bowel. She had like a um, uh, endo endo something something bowel. Something was wrong. There was a spot. And so then I, they had to watch up on that the entire rest of the time, but she was fine. Right. So the so, you know. the long story short, there was a lot of stress going on with this pregnancy. There was a lot of angst, uh, but I know I turned a corner because I knew that it was time for me to grow up in, in so many words and be there for my wife, no matter what the situation was. I had to be there in a whole different light. Although times I wasn't perfect, that's probably for sure. But I knew that if there was anything wrong with this baby, I would have to be a strong person. Yeah. And uh, seeing you go through what you're going through, and the postpartum already started, really. Yeah, I had pregnancy rage. Yeah, stress and anxiety. and So, to say the least, it's been a pretty rough 11 months. Mm. Yeah. Because it really, the pregnancy wasn't great (laughs) at all. No. At all. No. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we have a a beautiful baby girl. Yeah. So, anyways, like Slightly I was saying before, if anybody but... was, you know, going through that postpartum or or know somebody, man, it's you just have to be there to support them. There's really not a whole lot you can do. Uh, being being addicts and being in recovery, there's no medicine that we can get. You know that I mean, maybe there is, but I know that you don't want to take any sort of yeah. I mean, I can medicine. go on like antidepressants and stuff, and people have suggested it to me, but I just would rather allow myself to kind of work through it and see yeah. if I can get myself out of it rather than do that. You know, jump to that right away. But yeah, no, it was. Um, I mean, our relationship was definitely on the line multiple times, and I was extremely closed off extremely closed off I think because um we already weren't communicating well from the last pregnancy and it's just been up and down you know and I think that 
the one thing that has saved our marriage or and saved us in the last two months has been God and church. Mm-hmm. That's like really what's done it for me anyway. You know, because I just for me, I just pray every day to allow, like, you know, God allow me to like love my husband the way that I know I w- I want to love him, and like let that fear go because the walls are so high and so thick from my trauma of my past, not knowing and not realizing like that I had so much trauma that I was holding on to that just, you know, I didn't realize I had these walls up until recently, you know? And then, you know, it's like as soon as I let them down in the last month or so, I'm like, okay, if I let them down, is he still going to love me? Or is he going to think that I'm like annoying and like I love him too much, you know, because I have that fear because I always chased after men that didn't like me, you know, that just used me for sex or whatever. And I just chased him, chased him, chased him my whole life. You know, that's how it was always how it always was. And so I have a fear that if I let my walls down and let somebody in, then they'll run away. That's how that works. You know, that's a lot of women that go through that and have that kind of feeling, you know. So it's just crazy that it took eight years for me to realize where I'm at. You know, Mm. that's just trauma. You just stuff that shit down so fucking far that it takes so long to come back up. You know, I mean, I'm just amazed at like the person that you've become and the man and the father and the husband that you become, you know, because for you, it was like you dealt with severe anger issues, you know, and you have completely just surrendered that over you know i think that you needed god in your life too but just didn't want to surrender to it it's just so hard you know yeah no it is yeah i know well we just talked about you know a lot for the first time on the podcast you know me and mike d talked about god at towards the end of it and it was great and um you know look if you're in recovery um even if you're not in recovery there's plenty of people that follow god you know yeah, i mean of course. but if you're if you're in recovery you got to find something and, uh, you know, I'm just choosing to, you know, call my higher power God now. You know, I mean, I, I've always been praying to somebody. I just don't know who. Yeah. I still don't know, to be quite honest with you. You know what I mean? I don't know who. You know? Yeah, I mean, we all don't it's know. Still, it's know, still bizarre. It is. But. I know that it's just taken. It's, it's taken hard. a lot of, you know, ang- you know, angst and anxiety away from me, though, too. Yeah. You got to follow something. Yeah. You know, and, you and, and sometimes Jesus is a little too much for people, you know, and I, and I get that. Yeah. But for me, it just makes sense because what I read from the Bible and what I've heard and what I listen to when I hear the pastor speak, it makes sense to me and it and it resonates with me. And I, you know, it's like it's weird, you know, when they're talking about the Bible, it's these stories from years and years and years ago. And it's like. How the fuck? What? Like, you know, it's even crazier though. Some of these stories really are relating. Shit, you know, <coughs> they're relating to what's going on right now, though. Exactly. That's why I believe it. Yeah. Because it's it goes along with exactly what we're going through today. So it's something that it must have happened because it's we're going through it too. You know. Mm. So you know, I'm not here to just be like Jesus died for our sins, you know, in front of everybody's face. But I I believe that, and I believe. And, and what I believe in now, you know, and and the reason why I believe in it is because it's shown up for me. <laughs> believing it's God and believing in God has shown up for me. It's that's, you know, it's to go back to what you're saying. So eight years we've been together for eight years and um, you didn't have walls up in the beginning like we were just talking about this other yeah. night. 
but everything is new and then you start to you know learn each other and their quirks and everything else so to me it's crazy that it took that long too i mean our relationship has really been strong um i mean it's been strong in the past too but it's just never been consistent yeah so now we have a basically a goal every day and that's to treat each other like we you know the thing about it is is we're in recovery and we're supposed to be treating everybody well and we're supposed to be changing but we weren't changing with one another yeah that's the fucked up part yeah you know we would treat other people really good and kind but then we would come home and then we would ignore each other or something else was high priority yeah before our household yeah you know or people would get in the way of that too so <clears throat> i don't hi- i definitely don't recommend that yeah no i mean i can definitely say that you know i leaned on my girlfriends a lot more than i leaned on you and spoke to them a lot more about my problems than i spoke to you you know and that's just the honest truth and there's nothing wrong with that you should talk to your friends and be able to confide in them and stuff and there's nothing wrong with confiding in them but at the end of the day are you going home and talking to that person that you're having issues with are you going home and talking to your significant other and trying to work things out with them or are you just complaining and bitching and moaning to your friends and just fucking saying the same shit over and over oh he treats me like this blah 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 and not doing shit about it you know because that was me I fucking just would talk shit about you and not do anything about it. <laughs> and that's like the like that's the realest fucking thing I could say, you know? I can't believe you're talking shit about me. Whoops, that's still going. What the fuck? That's what you get. What the fucking talking shit about me? You got my back. Fucking dare you. This podcast is over. I could only imagine what you were saying. Mm. Well, we were going through a lot of stuff, you know? And, I mean, I'm sure you had a lot to say about me to your friends, too. Yep. So. You guys have heard me say this a thousand times on the show, guaranteed a thousand times. Being in a relationship and recovery is the hardest thing ever. And that's the title to this fucking show right now is being in a relationship is by far the hardest fucking thing. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, the, the other, the other, the other night I did say, you know, we just, we stuck it out and stayed with each other, you know, even, you know, when there's times that we didn't want to. Yeah, because I always said, even when it came down to it, and it was like, you know, you telling me, like, you know, I just, I don't know if you you even love me, and me just not knowing what to say to that, because I'm so fucking fucked off and stuck, and my walls are so high and so thick that I just can't allow myself to tell you that I do, you know, and... um, I always said, wherever you go, there you are, so... It didn't matter if we fucking got a divorce or moved on and met other people. Wherever we go, there we are. I'm gonna have to have this. I'm gonna have the same fucking problems with any fucking person that I get with. I'm gonna have the same fucking problems until I learn to fix myself. Because at the end of the day, it has to do with me and not you. You know. So that's just that's that's how I felt about. It. I'm like I'm gonna work it out with him because I I do know that I love him. I just I know I, apparently I don't love myself enough to fucking allow it. You know. So it's like a full little circle thing. Yeah. It's a little circle jerk. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm sure some of our friends that are listening are like, you guys probably shouldn't be, why don't you guys just talk to each other about this? Yeah, why yeah. You, why are you, why are you uh, putting this on, on the, the podcast? podcast? The podcast. Yeah. Well, I think it was important to bring you on. A, it's your eight years clean. You deserve it. And two, to talk about postpartum. Yeah, he, he pulled the A and then two. A, two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, to talk about postpartum and, and, you know, I think that what you're doing, um, so what, what maybe you guys don't know or you do know that she has a a TikTok following and she's uh, a fucking TikTok 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 sensation over here. Oh my god! <laughs> it's fucking late. What do you want from me? Oh, okay. Shit. And yes. um, you know she has she makes really fucking funny videos. So if you guys don't follow her on TikTok, do and it's pretty fucking comical. Uh, you get to see my kids and a lot of her, but she's pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, you know it's pretty cool that you just went to a convention and some of the people that follow you were able to meet you. So that's always fun. Yeah, that was really cool. It's it. If I could do one thing cool out of my TikTok, it would be to meet all of the followers that have been following me since the very beginning. Like I can name off people in my head right now, the ones that comment on every single one of my posts yeah. that like have literally watched me go through some shit. You know, like watched why it grow up, kind of. You know. If I could just meet like the handful of people, like that would be so fucking rad. Just because they give me such positive feedback. Like right now, I posted, you know, that it was my eight years on my TikTok, and I, I, there's a trend going on right now that's called social. It's called social media is fake. Here's five things that are real, or like here's yeah. five things vulnerable about me, or whatever that you don't know about me, whatever. And you know, I posted that today's my eight years clean, and how hard this last year was, and you know, just. Uh, just some really vulnerable things in the comments that I'm getting are just so fucking like they're so fucking deep from people that are just being like I, I the one of the best ones is my the ones that come on and they're like I've been a silent follower for so long I've silently watched you for like the last year you know and they, they don't comment regularly but I love when they fucking comment because it's like I know I did something right like I resonated I, I did something relatable for them for them to enough for them to comment when they don't normally comment right. you know like i love that shit and like everybody else that just always comments and they just say no, such kind things like it's very rare that i get a comment where someone's talking shit like it's very rare and, and the only post that that happens on is the one that has 4.1 million views and that's just a given people are gonna have haters on that fucking post whatever yeah. you know so yeah it's just it's fucking rad and I can just be my full self on these videos because I'm pretty much by myself talking to a camera by myself. So it's just, what you do it pretty well. You do a really yeah. good job because that's actually pretty hard to do. It's so hard. <laughs> I mean, first. look, there's a lot of you know you watch so you know everybody has social media, right? So you're looking at TikTok and you're like, you see somebody new doing something, which it's new, you know. Nobody's like perfect, you know, at this shit. Yeah, that's for damn sure. You know, I that I say I say it to my friends all the time. If, if you would have told me when I got clean. If you would have told me when I got clean at the fucking program I was at, they're going to be like, you know what, dude? You're going to meet these two other guys. You're going to start this podcast. You're going to start this clothing brand. You're going to be putting the phone to your face and making these fucking funny, stupid, corny, fucking buy these shirts from me videos. I would have been like, you were so fucking full of shit. Like, that's the promises? Yeah. 
sounds, <laughs> I mean, sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds like completely out of my realm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't fucking what? Oh, my God. I feel the same way. When TikTok first came out, it was like a joke. It was like dance videos. I couldn't even imagine I would be doing what I'm doing. I didn't even know that this was something I was passionate about until I started doing it. You know, I guess we just don't know. God reveals things to us, you know, and over time, slowly reveals things to us that to show us, you know, what what path we should be on. You know, I would have never guessed it either. I would have never guessed that you and I would be social media gurus. That yeah. <laughs> so this is what our or, life would buddy, be. Or our buddy Tom still. says, he's like, dude, I can't do that. I'm not a, you know, I'm not an influencer like you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Tom. <laughs> I know. He would be a great. I told him. I told him. I so said, Tom. Funny. Oh, fucking hilarious. Oh I told him, God. I go, bro, you have it. Because this the Instagram fitness guys fascinate me. And I am running a program. I'm going to give him a shout out right now. Porterhouse Fitness. I've been on this program for like three weeks. Totally seeing a change. Like not consistent work. Uh, not doing consistent things. So like when I would go to the gym, it'd be like Mondays I'm doing chest. Tuesdays I'm doing back. And it just it stayed that same. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm doing like multiple muscles. The guy is fucking awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. See, I just didn't even cuss because he's so awesome. He's yeah. a preacher. Mm. Oh, yeah. But you guys go ahead and give him a follow. And uh, get on a program, man. Start today. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's really cool, man. I it has a whole meal plan. Um, he gave me a 90-day Bible verse, which I haven't started. Sorry, Mark. I suck. <laughs> but, you know, that's just really cool. Yeah, it's very and cool. And not everybody is like, you know, I when, we, when I had him on the podcast, you know, I was telling him how we were going to church and, like, how you want our family, like, involved in church. And, you know, I've of course, you know, I, at first... I'm so hesitant to any sort of change, and I'm just like, oh, here we go with another thing. Excuse me. And, um, you know, we went to a few different churches, and we found out that the church that, you know, we've been going to, like, for Christmas and Easter, that's the church that we go to. Yeah. It's 30 minutes away, but, you know, it's worth it. We're in a drive. We're driving, and... It's not even that bad. I drove that every day to go to work. That's what I drove. Yeah. And it's where my family goes. It's where I've been going since forever. Anyways, don't interrupt me, Elise. God damn it. It's my show. <laughs> Tom would be a fantastic fitness guy. Oh, yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. And his one-liners and zingers. Yeah. I mean, not to mention, you guys love Tom on the show. He is really funny. Yeah. Episode 80 and 81, we're with Tom, and he's fucking hilarious. He is. He is really The next funny. show that we're going to get on, me and Tom already talked about it. So, if Graf, if you're listening, you're up. So, we want to do a, a show with Graf. Tom and me. That'd be fun. And it's just going to be a roast. Yeah. So. That'd be fun. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. I I am definitely proud of you for for the working out, you know, because uh, the people that know me know that I worked out very hard before and I was super obsessed with the influ- uh, gym influencer shit too. Like I was making gym videos and I look back at that and I'm like, damn, I was really fucking getting it. And then you have a baby and you're like, oh. Who needs a nice body, honestly? <laughs> you just are like, whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely want to work out. It's fucking good for my mental health. I need to go get a gym, my gym membership back. But it's just hard at first, you know, when you have first had a baby. You just, it's just so much going on. But, um, yeah, you've you've come a long way with working out. Because I know I used to, like, force you to do it, and you fucking hated it. And yeah, you it just were not fan. into it. I don't know. I don't know why you were into it. Just wasn't you, a big fan. Then you were, you know. Now you're super into it, like how I was, you know. Yeah, when you get when you get clean, you got to find some sort of outlet, you know. So, yeah. 
And anybody that's new in recovery, I highly recommend going to the gym because it's going to help out with your consistency. It's going to help out with your mental state. It's going to help out with your eating. And even if the guy's like, you know, I have a friend that wants to go, he's going to go to the gym with me tomorrow. And, um, or even, you know, fucking Nermai, I won't even say his name. But I'm like, you know what? Hey, you're running this program for 90 days. Just don't drink. Yeah. Just try. It. I mean, you're not, and the, but mind you, I mean, unless you have a severe problem and you can't drink, I understand that you're a fucking, you're just like me. But if you're a normal guy and you can have a cocktail and you can have a few beers and then not drink throughout the week, then this is, this message is for you. Don't drink for 90 days, work a fucking program, get a coach or find somebody that you want to fucking do business with. It's almost like they're sponsoring you Yeah. and fucking have this uh, solid workout routine. Having the having uh, food supplements to eat, you know, and that's the thing. What's the point of going to the gym if you're fucking drinking? Literally, I don't even know what that point is. I get it. Like, you know, people are like, oh, balance, balance. I get that balance. However, drinking alcohol is fucking poison to our bodies. And like, don't even get me fucking started with some of the shit that I'm learning about with alcohol right now. Like that I keep seeing on my TikTok and shit. People educating about how bad alcohol is for your body. And how it's literal, just just fucking poison you're putting in your body. And not to mention the calories that are in it. Like, you're just going to keep that fat on you. Like, you're just going to stay fat. You're not going to lose it unless you're fucking drinking maybe a glass of wine a week, you know. But if you're fucking taking shots, even drinking like a bottle of wine during the weekend, you're, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's no point. Some people that are listening that drink, they're like, whatever. Suck my yeah. dick, ho. You know, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, I get it. Whatever. You know, my whole family. Gonna, drinks, I was going to bring so. up what you just mentioned to me. This, you know, thought came into your mind that you want to start a, your own podcast. I think that would be really cool. I think I'm funny enough for it. Yeah. I mean, it's like a. I, mean, I, I don't know if I it's like a character defect my, or like I'm a I'm holding myself back from laughing. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think that, well, here's the thing. It's like the podcast equipment is here and you and I are in our entrepreneurial state of life right now. Like that's where we're at. I'm back on TikTok fucking full time. I'm fucking on Facebook, by the way. Also, I need fucking followers on Facebook so I can make money there too. Thank you. Um, and I post the same shit on Facebook and TikTok, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm back Full time, you know, I I had to take some time off of TikTok for my fucking mental health. I was trying to post, but I only got like once a month for the last two months of my pregnancy, and that really fucking sucked because I felt extremely disappointed in myself because I had built such a like I had done so well for so long. But yeah. I feel good now, and I'm back to posting like one to two times a day, and that feels really good, and I feel like I can manage it, but. Eventually, when I have maybe like 100,000 followers, um, I would consider starting a podcast. And there's no like one subject, you know, like I don't even know what I would call it. Like the fucking the the rageaholic mom. Like, I don't fucking know the, the raging mom podcast. I don't fucking know what I would call it, you know, but it wouldn't. Hold just on. I'm going to stop you right now, though. You don't need to have 100,000 followers to start a follow. I know, but it I mean, just, you could just do it now. I know. But it just seems like... And you like, can build momentum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, look at We started this podcast in, in Graf's fucking apartment. Yeah, You know what I mean? And we did two shows back to back, and it was like, man, 
it's so you know i talked to i talked to a friend that started a podcast and the first show wasn't good enough and i'm like the first show is like that's where it starts yeah you gotta have i mean at not every show you know for instance this show might not fucking be you know tickle somebody's fancy they yeah. might you know stop listening however they're going to listen to the two before and the two after yeah because that's just how podcasts work. Yeah, for sure. I listen to Joe Rogan, but I don't listen to every episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't some know. Are boring. I mean, every yeah. podcast is boring. But what I'm telling you though is, you should start it now. If you have this vision, do it now. Yeah. And get the momentum, and just to see where it goes. Yeah, it would just be so fun. There wouldn't be one whole subject that I'm talking about. It's a fucking life, you know, being a mom. You know your fucking husbands, your relationship, oh, recovery, here we go. talking shit about your talking shit again. about our fucking no, <laughs> bringing fucking husbands on. You know what I mean? It's not just for women, you know. But all right, so let's go. Here we go. Welcome to the Rageaholic Mom Show. My name <laughs> Rageaholic? is Rageaholic. Is that yeah? What? Go ahead and start interviewing <laughs> me. I feel right like... now. Interview me right now, like you would. This is your own show. We're gonna go right now. Okay, ready? Go. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you ready for this? You don't even know what the fuck to say. Are you That's ready why for this? I know you so well. You mm. don't even know what to say. I'm I'm just making sure you're ready for my questions. Let's go. Are you going to quit your job at Home Depot? I can't talk about that on <laughs> air. How dare you say that? <laughs> what do you mean? Of course not. What okay. do you mean? What am I, dumb? Are you going to... Um, are we going to have to cut that out? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about what? what has transpired with LFG in the last month and where we're at with that and what that looks like for you right now? Well, that's a fantastic question. I, I mean, it has, nothing, to you about that yet. has really nothing to do with uh, being a, a dad. Oh, you I want thought, me to ask questions well, no, about thought, being a dad? Well, I thought that's your, what your show Listen, was homie, based off of. This is based off of anything. I could bring any entrepreneur even onto my podcast and just be like, <laughs> tell me your ways, you know? Well, listen, I'm going to tell you where the brand, the brand is, uh, has its own life of itself. The podcast is doing fantastic. Thank you for listening. Like I always tell you guys, without you guys, we ain't shit. I say that on, on, you know, Instagram all the time. And I truly, truly mean it. This brand wouldn't be anything without you guys. This is a strictly a brand for the people. Everybody interest in riding motorcycles, talking shit, um, you know, fucking, there's so many things. It's not just a clothing brand. You know, we're a, literally a community fucking resource for people. And, uh, you know, doing events and getting back out there, what I would like for the brand to do is to, to get out of, you know, Southern California and go across state lines. Our good friend Jace always said that. He said, you got, once you guys leave your area, there's different communities out there that are going to embrace. Who? We're getting deep here. Who are you guys? There is no... It's me and you now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's just get this over with. Let's just... Let's yeah. get this... Let's fucking... What does he call that phrase? Let's fucking... Let's fucking go? No. <laughs> <laughs> let's fucking... What do they call it? I don't know. It'll come to me. Anyways. um, Let's get down to the nitty gritty. That's not the phrase I'm looking for, but that okay. works too. You are now the sole owner of LFG 1904. I am. Well, that's the end of that conversation. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where you want to go with that. 
I just I just yeah. think it needed to be said so that we could just move along. What's going on, guys? Dustin with the LFG 1904 show. Proud to announce our partnership with Law Tigers. If you have been in a motorcycle accident, let's get you the compensation you deserve today and get you back on the road. Go ahead and call this number, 858-306-1986. Once again, that number is 858-306-1986. Law Tigers, nationwide, doesn't matter where you're at. Call that number, LFG. In life, yeah, well, because I think people are going to ask questions, and clear, we just need to get it out there, yeah, clear, clear the air. Yeah, clearly you clear wanted the to air. Say that. That's that's where we needed to be. Clear the air. You yeah, know, they nip both, it in the bud. Listen, just, both guys. You know, you said it perfectly. You have people that come into your life for a purpose, and you know, Graf is definitely one of those guys that he came into my life for a purpose, and I knew this entire time. Besides, he's a great human being. He makes me laugh. He makes everybody laugh. He's a fantastic, but I would never ever be doing any of this if it hadn't been for them. For sure, right? So, for sure. you know, this is a collaborative thing. You know, a podcast. This this is something that uh, was totally foreign to me. As a matter of fact, when he said that he bought the podcast equipment, I goofed on him for probably like a good month, and then he left it alone. And then our fucking dear friend Zach. You know, Rude Paint shout out. He fucking said you guys should start a podcast. It'd be yeah. fucking great. Yeah. So it's like, you know, people are in your life. I mean, anyways, that's what I was going back to. It's like, if you would have told me all of these things that were going to happen, I would never, it would never even crossed my mind. Yeah. You know, would have never crossed my mind. So, yeah, no. And I definitely said that, you know, they both were in your life for a reason. You guys. What's going on, guys? Dustin with the LFG 1904 show. Proud to announce our partnership with Law Tigers. If you have been in a motorcycle accident, let's get you the compensation you deserve today and get you back on the road. Go ahead and call this number. 858-306-1986. Once again, that number is 858-306-1986. Law Tigers, nationwide, doesn't matter where you're at. Call that number, LFG. Both walked a path with each other for a reason. It got you to where you are. You know, Brendan just, he he is a one-man fucking show, that guy. I, you know? I just told him that He's so day. fucking funny, and he is so good at what he does with his shows and um, hyping up crowds and shit like that. Like he just needs to find like a permanent fucking job doing that. That doesn't take up, you know, where he doesn't have to fly around the fucking whole country and shit. You know, he could just fucking have his own goddamn. He, he I mean, just start a stand up show or something. Brendan, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Fuck. He, he's a I funny think, guy. I think for the brand though, I mean, we're gonna we're definitely gonna make some moves this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna be. We just got. Uh, Offered to do a show in the Bay Area. Fucking stoked about that. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be in May. Yeah. I thought it was in June. But. No, May. And uh, I'm fucking, my memory is so fucking bad, but I would like to announce it right now. Uh, um, still, I have it in my Still in the works. Probably. Still in the works that we are hopefully going to be going to Born Free this year. Yeah. That'd be cool. So oh, come on, Chip. Help a brother out. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys know Chip, send him this just just this clip right here. Be like <laughs> Dustin from LFG wants to be at Born Free. Yeah. I will cut my fucking pinky off. You know what? I'll cut my pinky yeah. off. Yeah. The eighteenth is when I have it. Yeah. No. So it's gonna be. Uh, it's a brand new event. Um, Bay Area Throttle Fest, put on by Shifter Crew. My dog. Yeah. And it's going to be in San Jose. So that's going to be great. It's going to be fucking great. Yeah, I'm it's excited. It's going to be great. 
I'm excited. The Bay Area is fucking finally going to be able to fucking go with the LFG crew. Yeah. Texas born free. Four corners. You guys have all heard heard of these. We're going to be there. Yeah, we are. For sure. I'm excited. I, 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 I think it might be fun. We might even be going to Arizona Bike Week, too. It's, it's up in the air, though. It's up in the air for now. When is Arizona Bike Week? I don't even know. But um, April 6th. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, what else? What else do I want to ask you? Um, well, yeah, I forgot. This is your show. Yeah, this is my fucking show. This is my Lily Elise. Well, you better, you show. better get it. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, well, you, you talked a lot about yourself at the beginning of this, so I don't really know what the fuck else to ask you because, you know, you like I to talk a about lot yourself. About myself, huh? You did. Well, I mean, I'm. I could ask you how you feel, but you already told everybody. How how do I feel? I don't know. How do you feel? I feel good. See, th- being a host, you can't just freeze up like this. I I, I don't know what to, what to ask you. Really? You talked about yourself for like fucking half an hour when the goddamn show started. <laughs> Interesting. Remember you played all these songs? All these fucking Post Malone shit-ass songs? Those were fantastic songs. <laughs> what the uh, fuck? They were well, so good. I guess, um, you know... I mean, I don't really know what to ask you because I know everything. I just know that we're in a big transition in our life right now. That's what it feels like anyway. I don't really know how else to explain it other than we're in a really big transition. And I guess that's probably what happens, especially when you have a second kid. You realize you have to be like a family unit and um, that nothing else matters and that you don't give a like your family comes first no matter what. And now we have all these businesses because I'm going to call my shit a business too because it's going to be a fucking business. I'm going to be making more money than you someday. <laughs> You're got to deal with that shit. Um, I don't really know how to, what else to say, but I just know for a fucking fact that I'm going to make more money than you. Good. Yeah. Daddy wants to hang out. I fucking bet he does. <laughs> yeah. My back is hurting from carrying this goddamn family for so long. (laughs) Fucking got a hernia right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Belly button earlier. Dustin came home earlier and I was giving the kids a bath and he's like, feel the top of my belly button. Like, what the fuck is that? It feels like a hernia. And I'm like, this fool's got to be tripping. So I felt the top of my belly button. I said, want to feel my belly button? Feels exactly the same as yours. There's just like a little bump right there. I don't know what the fuck it is. And then he turned around. He's like. Okay, <laughs> like fucking hypochondriac. Yeah, I'm probably gonna die. <laughs> yeah, every day it does. And like, I'm probably gonna die soon anyway. It's just fucking ridiculous. Can you guys relate with that? No, just nobody can relate <laughs> to that. That's just a you <laughs> thing. I swear to God. Damn, I need to get clean to be this so fucked <laughs> off. You know? You're better than you were though. Your anxiety is like way better. So it's the gym. Yeah, for sure. That's what yeah. I was saying. I mean, it changes everything. Men- mental health is so, so important. Yeah. You, you know when we're new in recovery we're going to meetings we're drinking coffee majority of us do the 13th step you know meeting women meeting guys yeah making awful decisions and that's normal and that's part of the that's part of the process right yeah unfortunately it takes some people out yep relationships can really fuck up somebody's recovery they can like i said i thought more about using and not like actually using like i don't think about like I don't it, it, I don't think about like this is so bad I want to fucking run away and go get high or go drink. The thought of 
the thought of um like how to how like picturing it in my mind of me hitting a pipe like that thought came into my head a lot just me physically hitting a pipe just visualizing it like visualizing it that's what it is not like i'm gonna go fucking get it hit a pipe just visualizing it came into my mind a lot and i think it's just because my demons were so right there in front of my face every day that it just those are my demons you know using is one of my demons and they were just so they were just so prevalent and just right there you know and uh yeah, it was just really fucked off. And it really, what really fucking sucks is that I want to have another baby. And um, we probably will because I can't shake the feeling of wanting another one. And the more I talk to people about it, the the more I see that it's very common, you know, to like go through some sh- fucked up shit in your pregnancy and then you forget about it and want another. But also um, somebody said on my TikTok the most recent post I just posted today, they said, um, you'll, they, they, somebody told him that you'll, you'll always regret not having more kids or I should read it because it, it, it was really like, really I was like profound, huh? Yeah. I was like, that makes so much fucking sense. Like, hold on. Let me just, let me pull this up really quick and see where we're at. It just made so much sense to me. And, oh, it said, okay, I saw a quote that said, you'll never regret having children. You will only ever regret not having more. So. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you right now, this fucking sperm train is stopping at three. Yeah, that's great. Three is great. I can fuck with three. Three is cool. That way, there's always one that's left out and wants to hang out with me still. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I think of it anyway. Right. That's yeah. what your hope is. Well, That's we what were your at hope the, is. But it doesn't really happen that yeah, way. Yeah, no. We were at the park right now with Amberly and the girls, and I'm, I'm on the swing, and there's a, a the kitty swing that's attached to it so you can swing together. It's kind of cool. Isabella's on my lap, and Wyatt's over on the side trying to get on my lap, too. And I'm like, this is what it's like with three. There's always one that's left out. You know, Wyatt's mm. the one hanging out on the side that wants to get on my lap, too, you know? No. But it is what it is. You know, you just, that's what I want. Three kids. I had a big family. I want a big family. So it is what it is. You know, everyone can call me fucking crazy all the all fucking day long. I don't give a shit. And it's what I want. You get what you want. And I get what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome that most of, you know, majority of our friends are having babies right now, too. So it's like this whole little family of kids and mom, new moms and babies. And so it was funny. Babies. It was funny, like, we, I have a, a few friends, I won't say who they are, but it was like, man, that's all we do is talk about fucking babies now. And I'm like, I know. Welcome mm-hmm. to the fucking clan, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, there's nothing better than the family life. I mean, I, I lived in a, I lived a really fucking rough, just miserable life using. Yeah. And all of these things that we have, like, that's the shit that I tell newcomers, man. <clears throat> Not that you're going to get a fucking podcast. Not that you're going to have a clothing brand. Not that you're... The, the promise is you can have all of these things and don't let anybody tell you that you can't. Yeah. You know, don't... It, and it, <clears throat> call your friends out if they do say that you're not going to be able to do something. Yeah. If you're too old. If you want to try something new, fucking try it. Yeah. You know, especially if especially if you don't have any like major responsibilities, throw anything against the goddamn wall until it sticks. 
until you can find something. That's the beauty. That's what I did. I did that for years. I threw many things against the wall. AOD counseling, nursing, fucking working for my dad again. I threw so many things against the wall until something fucking stuck. And that was not working at all. So that's great for me. <laughs> Just being a mom. Right. That's what I, I didn't know. I had no idea that's what was going to stick for me. That mm. was never something that I wanted. But all these all these things that you would want, that that's the that's the power behind recovery. I think that, you know, when we we lose our ability to want good for ourselves and we don't see any good in ourselves mm, like yeah. we're just worthless yeah you know and to be quite honest with you some of the most most intelligent and powerful people i've ever met have been clean and sober like once you're it's almost like a fucking superpower hero yeah you're you're able to do all these things that you never even thought that you could yeah and it's, you know, what they say all the time, put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Every step is a different destination. You just have to choose the right one. And they're not even that, though. That's the thing. That's another beauty. You don't have to pick the right destination because you're going to end up finding where you're, you're going to want to go. Yeah. And if you have a higher power and you pray for guidance, you know. Yeah. It will be revealed to you eventually, you know. More, Clea, more Clea, will be revealed. Yeah. Clea said it today. She said, God's preparing you for something bigger. You know, you you went through a fucking shit year because this year is going to be, you know, yeah, unmatched, well, fucking magical. Whenever there's war, there's always, um, I don't know what I was going to say. We're just really, really up late. too late. Yeah. We're really fucking up. But what I but what I can say though is whenever you're going through some sort of traumatic thing, there's always a victory. There's always something better. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a, you're never going to be stuck. You know, when when we're when we're using and we're running and gunning and fucking shooting, you know what I mean? I'm grabbing goddamn toilet water to shoot into my veins basically. Hmm. You're That's in fucking you're in, you're in complete misery. Yeah. Complete misery and you don't see a light, you know, and then you're stuck. And for years, people are like that. Yeah. Somebody said this the other day. It's like, you know, you <clears throat> you become an addict for so long, you don't know anything else. Yeah. You know, and you just become a, just a fucking drug addict forever. Yeah. Because you're hopeless. The thing about it is, is there's hope. You have to be willing to try something different. Yeah. Majority of the time, people don't want to do that. No. I mean, I didn't. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to. I mean, I think I did deep down, but it was too hard. It always is. It's too hard to give it up. This is what they always say. The first step is always hard, right? It's always asking for help. You got to ask for help. And um, I don't know. All I know is like when you're using and when you're getting clean, that is like you think that's hard. That's not even like life shit. That's just fucking like you just need to get your ass fucking clean. You know what I mean? Just get fucking clean because otherwise you're going to die. That's like life or death shit. The hard shit is when you fucking get clean and then life happens and you're in it. You're in it like we're in it right now. We are in 
like life is when they say when they say life is in session like i fucking get what that means now like our life is in fucking session right now like this is harder this is harder than getting clean getting clean is easy it's like you just have to quit something mm. you just have to fucking quit it quit your fucking cigarettes quit your fucking drug you just got to quit it you got to get your ass to fucking rehab and quit it you can't quit this i can't quit being a mom I can't quit fucking life. I can't quit being a wife. I can't quit being a friend. I can't quit. I have to keep going. Mm. And that's even fucking harder, you know, because when you want to quit, like I wanted to quit multiple times and give up this last five months, you know, from just being fucking straight miserable, you know, I couldn't. I don't have that option. With drugs, you can quit that fucking shit. You have that fucking choice. You can quit. It's almost easier when you think about it like that, you know? Life gets really fucking hard. But when you're clean, it doesn't have to be as hard as when you're fucking using. You could be like full-on life is in session, be a closet fucking dope fiend. That's fucking, I can't even imagine doing mm. that, you know? Fuck. That's fucking hard. Miserable. You know? Miserable. Mm. But I feel lucky. I feel blessed. I was so young when I got clean. I was 22 years old. And I feel fucking blessed that I got clean at that age and was able to give up my job and not lose everything in my life. You know, I didn't have anywhere to fucking live anyway, so that didn't matter. But if you're young and you're trying to get clean, fuck. Do it now. Do it now. Don't do it when you are fucking become, have become a wife and a mom already. And your kids get in the way of shit and... You're just being a fucking shit ass fucking wife and mom, you know, that it's I can't even imagine how much harder it is then. You know, I feel I feel blessed that I got clean at, at a young age. I know you're just a baby. I was just a fucking baby. And that's all, that was all my responsibility. That's all the responsibility I had in life at that time. Mm-hmm. Get fucking clean. Go to rehab. Figure it out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Now it's. Get your fucking ass out of bed. Your fucking toddler's up. It's 6.30 in the morning. Dumbass. You need to fucking get up with him. Go make him some fucking milk. Go sit with him. Oh, wait. You have another kid. Your kid, other kid's awake now. Go get her. <laughs> fucking do the most, you know? I fucking... It's never ending. Mm. It never stops. I'm always going. And that was hard at first, you know? I had so much confidence. I had, I had way too much confidence when I got pregnant with Winona because I was like... I know how to have a baby. I can have a baby. I know how to get up at the middle of the night. I know how to fucking breastfeed. I know how to do all these things. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. This fucking girl came out and fucking bitch slapped me and was like, you don't know shit. You know nothing about nothing at all. So get fucking ready. Because she was just like, I mean, it's like a whole nother animal with this girl. She's just, she cries a lot. She has a lot of gas. And uh, that's, just, just that's all like I have her. to deal with. You know, it's like, fuck. Just like her mother. Yeah, it's just. A it's lot of gas. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a lot of fucking wah, wah. Yeah, and poor Wyatt, you know. He got really caught in the crossfire the first two weeks. And that was something that I said on one of my pictures on my TikTok. I yelled at Wyatt for the first two weeks after we brought Wyatt Winona home. And I, and I felt like I failed him because I don't want to fucking yell at him, you know. That's what I, I dealt with that yeah. as a child. And I don't want to fucking yell at my son for doing nothing, really. He would just come near me 
It was always when I was breastfeeding her. He still does it. He wants to get on top of me when I'm breastfeeding her or he wants to kiss her or he would get near her and I would just have fucking a panic attack that he was going to whack her or something. You know, there was one time that I came out and he's sitting on top of her on the bouncer and I'm like, holy fucking God, this fucking kid's going to kill her, you know? But when I slowed down and I realized what was happening, he was just trying to kiss her. All those times that I would yell at him, he was just trying to fucking kiss her. And that's it. That's all he does. He hasn't whacked her yet. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him to whack her. But oh, they, they will. Yeah, Sooner they or will. later. They will. But right now, he's he just kisses her, and he loves her, and he's sweet to her. He's a real big softy, mm. you know? Just like his daddy. Yeah, he's a real big softy. So, you know, it's gotten a lot easier because I've allowed myself to just... Um, you know, what helped was... I didn't record myself having a fucking postpartum rage meltdown, okay, for all the dumbasses that come and comment on my thing like she just set up a camera and just had a fake rage meltdown like no mm. i was posting or i was uh filming a morning vlog and when i'm filming a morning vlog my camera just follows me around the house and i just place it in places and you know just film my morning you know and it happened to be filming and i was having a severe i was i was gonna lose it i was on the brink of fucking losing my fucking shit and what that looks like is just me screaming, basically, like, and grunting and just like, like, just, you know, rage, feeling rage. And what it feels like is it feels like everything in my stomach is coming up into my throat. And I have a huge lump in my throat, which is also anxiety, but um, it feels like it's right in my throat and I'm trying to hold back my my tears like I'm trying to hold back crying and I don't know what it is and I know every mom that has experienced postpartum rage knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about I don't know what it is about trying to hold back the crying but it's just an instinct thing that you don't want to let it out and so you're holding it back your face gets so hot and your head gets so heavy and you feel like you're gonna burst like you feel like an actual ticking time bomb like it's you're gonna burst into pieces and um the not allowing myself to cry was is one of the things that that makes it worse and I learned that if I just allow myself to just start crying already <laughs> because that's what I need it my body is just like release it it's what it's telling it to do and I'm just pushing against it like an idiot um then you know letting letting the crying out is what is what really helps you know and and in that video I watched myself breathe through a postpartum rage meltdown instead of losing it I breathed through it but I also got to see what it looks like for me to have that and being able to watch my watch back and watch myself go through that I realized if I would just allow myself to just let things happen and let them be and let Wyatt just be himself and let him walk around with an empty milk carton and, and not worry about that shit, because why am I worried about him walking around with an empty milk carton? What's that doing for me? It's not doing anything. It's just a fucking milk carton. It's not that serious, you know? No, I don't want him to whack his sister with it, but he's not really trying to do that, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I cut the part out of that video where I yelled at him, like, you know, I, I yelled at him, get away from your sister, you know? And... Um, I cut that part out because I didn't want to be judged so much on this video. You know, this video is pretty intense. I showed my fucking doctor this video. I yeah. showed my doctor this video and she started crying, you know, because it was such a real and raw moment. And honestly, when I posted it to the Internet, 
when I posted this to the internet as like a clip of its own, not in within the morning vlog, mm -hmm. I just thought, you know, when you post something and you're like, this is going to go fucking viral. Like this is fucking funny and it's cool. And then it's like, like fucking mm -hmm. a total dud. When I posted this, I didn't think anything about it going viral. I just thought, you know, this is a pretty raw moment and I should share this because one, it's important for me to let other women know that this is, this happens and it doesn't, it's not necessarily normal. I mean, it is normal, but you know, it's real and it happens. And I, I can't imagine that not anybody else is going through this. And two, if anybody else is going through this, let me fucking know because I feel alone going through this right now. I feel fucking alone as shit. Like nobody else I know around me has dealt with this rage. At least that they, you know, if they have, they haven't told me, you know, and 4.1 million people have seen this video and every single mom that comments on it literally has said, thank you for posting this. I don't feel so alone anymore. Like, thank you for posting this. Like, I can't believe that this is what it is. It's called postpartum rage. Like, I didn't know. And the worst ones are the moms that are like, I'm seven years in and I still deal with this. You know, like that breaks my heart because it's just I postpartum doesn't just go away. You're dealt with, you deal with it forever. Really? You're a woman, you know? And, and at the end of the day, the rage is m more overstimulation. You're extremely overstimulated. You're overtouched and you're overstimulated and you don't want to be touched by anybody else because if you're touched one more fucking second, you're going to fucking lose it. You when know? did you start to feel, when did you start to feel that you were coming out of it? At four weeks. Okay. At four weeks, I woke up one day and I was like, okay. You're what okay, do you do? Okay. What, what, like, what, like, walk me through, like, what are the, some of the, like, signs that you were starting to feel some rage and, like, what would you do to try to well, hone those in and control those? I started, the, the rage started in my pregnancy, and pregnancy rage is also a thing, but that started when we got the puppy because I started getting extremely overstimulated. And not to mention, I was, so it's like a mix of things, you know, it is part of the depression, but it's like a mix of things. It's like you're overstimulated, but also you're mentally not okay because my head was telling me like, you know, coming up to the birth, right? Like coming up to, to that point. Cause really the rage didn't start until November. I feel like, you know, not terribly anyway. Um, maybe you think different. I don't fucking know, but, um, it, my brain started, Honey, you've been a psycho for eight years. Perfect. Got it. Okay. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> Ain't nothing new here. <laughs> when we started coming up closer to, you know, when she was going to be born, I started thinking about how, um, it wasn't going to be mean wide anymore and how awful that made me feel and, um, how it made me feel awful that I was bringing another child into the world and he, w he wasn't going to get all the attention anymore and how that would make him feel. And so all of these things are in my brain constantly and then on top of that, we get a fucking puppy and um, I realize what that is going to look like because now I'm trying to give all this puppy this attention and why it's not. And I'm like with a baby like this is just straight fucked up, you know, so it's like a mix of like met your mental state where you're at. And I cried a lot at the end with rage, you know, like I would cry. And finally, I was allowing some people to like see that, you know, some of our friends see where I was at really, you know, mentally. And the other thing too is I had pregnancy depression. I mean, I'm sure that's a fucking thing too. You know, it's called fucking hormones. They're just shit. And with this pregnancy, it was like 
the thought of driving my car off a cliff was just an everyday fucking thing, pretty much. You know, there was good days and bad way, bad days, but when the bad days were bad, they were really bad. And when people, my friends would ask me how my day's going, I, and it was bad, I would just say today's a really bad day. That's just all I would say. And they would understand that I'm not mentally okay, you know, on those days. My question, though, is after the four weeks, because, I mean, I've noticed a few times to where I can see that you're about to pop. Yeah. But you're not, though. Yeah. I think. So I'd- what are you doing? Like, what, what, are you, what does that feel like? And obviously, before, you didn't have the mental capacity to think about not freaking out. Yeah. Because it just happened so fast. Yeah. Which was scary to me. You were just so unpredictable. Yeah. I mean, to was- hear your wife that's clean and sober say like you want to get high because you said that. Yeah. You know, you said that to me and you said that you would, you know, basically like want to smoke some fucking meth, yeah. which is wild. And, uh, you know, for me, for, uh, you know, as a man, we want to be the, the person that's going to be the rescuer, the savior, the man of the house and all these things. And it was so difficult to not have that, you know, I was so insecure. It's like, I couldn't even do anything for you. Yeah. You know, I couldn't stop your feelings and stop your emotions. But what I mean though, is like, so you got out of it. I, I, I did notice that I would say more close to five weeks, but yeah, for sure. Um, what do you do now though? Because I know that there's, there's times that you get overstimulated and you get frustrated. So what do you, what goes through your head now? Um, I have to one, I have to ask you for help, which I don't think I was okay with doing at first because I think that I had a lot of trauma from Wyatt's birth too. We did not, we were not working as a team when Wyatt was first born very well. Like I think we had a lot of down moments rather than up. And um, I think I had a lot of fear of you, of asking for help from you because I didn't want the reactions that I had gotten previously with Wyatt or, you know, I didn't want any negative. I didn't want you to say no or anything. Just I, I, I knew you weren't in that place anymore. But at the same time, I had fear that you would have a negative answer to me if I asked for help in whatever way I asked for it. And I couldn't handle that because, you know, so I, I learned that I have to ask for help even, you know, and I, I learned that, you know, when I had that major meltdown, when the cat peed on the bed (laughs) and now our cats aren't allowed in our fucking room anymore. That's how that went. (laughs) Um, after I had that meltdown, that was, that was a really bad one. That was, that was the worst one. I think pretty much. Uh, um, No, there was another one that was pretty bad, but there were two major ones that were very intense to where I was just screaming and throwing things and, I had to tell you, get Wyatt the fuck away from me. Like, I don't feel safe in my own body right now. And you just watched me go through it the first time. The first time you had to just leave me alone because that's what I wanted you to do. Because what happens when I have those, when I had the rage meltdowns is I go into rage cleaning. That's what I do. I start rage cleaning. I, I can't, it's like what I have to do to like fixate on something else. I start fucking, so I start rage cleaning the bathroom, like just cleaning our fucking room with the door shut, you know? And, um, the second one I had, and so I, I saw how you reacted with that and you didn't get mad. You just left me alone. You told me to calm the fuck down, which I 
you should should tell me to calm, calm the fuck down. That's not that serious. But with the second one, I was on the couch. Wyatt had just gone down for a nap. And uh, Winona was asleep. And I finally, it was peace and quiet. And I was, I was okay. And I was just chilling. And these motherfucking cats knocked my chocolate milk over on my couch. And it sent me into a, a fucking rage meltdown. <laughs> and like, you think about the fucking things that it, that what sends you there. It's, it's because you're, you've been so overstimulated all day in no break. And you don't know how to handle that because you're a new mom of two and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like you just don't know what you're doing. You think you know what you're going to do. You have no idea. And, um, it just sent me, it's fucking sent me over the edge and I threw the remote and I allowed myself to cry that second time. That second time I let that shit come out and instead of holding it in, cause that makes it worse. And you literally carried me basically to the shower and forced me to take a cold shower because you knew it would like shock my system and like help me like, you know, get out of it, you know, because it's like I get I start hyperventilating like I get really fucking worked up like I can't handle it like I'm just I'm crying so hard and I feel like a fucking failure, you know, and um, when you did that, I realized that um, I realized that you had changed, you know, and that you were not the man that you were when when we had Wyatt or, you know, I realized you changed throughout the pregnancy with Winona, but then that in that, in that moment, I realized that this is different. Like he's different. He wants different. He wants to be different. He wants to be a husband to me and not treat me like shit anymore. Not that he treated me like shit all the time, but you, you know, you could admit to what you can admit to, you know? Same with me. I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah, same with me, though. And, uh, you know, we just treated each other like shit. Name calling, fucking all kinds of shit, you know? Just, you know. Addict behavior. Addict behavior, yeah. Addict behavior. And I realized in that moment that you simply just wanted to help me get better. And, you know, and I still didn't let my walls down for a few weeks after that. I still didn't. I mean, in the last couple weeks, a lot has changed. But, um, you know. I realized that somebody actually just wants to take care of me and, and, and that's it. And, uh, so once that happened, I was able to ask you for help without being in fear that you would say no or make me feel like, you know, worse or whatever, whatever the case may be. You know, I realized that I can, I can ask you for help and you're going to help me and, and like, it's okay. I can, I can, and I can cry. And to fucking breathe and to tell myself that Winona's not doing it to me. She's just a fucking baby. And she don't know shit about nothing. So what advice do you have to, to give to moms then? Um, Get fucking help. Get fucking help from whoever the fuck you can get help from. You're not going to get through it by doing it by yourself. You're going to drive yourself fucking crazy. It's going to be a lot worse if you can't ask for fucking help. And I don't know. It doesn't have to be your fucking husband. It could be your friend, your mom, whoever, mm. whoever's in your circle. Ask for help because I am a very prideful person and I don't ask for help. I don't like asking for help. I feel like um, when I ask anybody other than you for help, um, 
I'm like, or my mom, um, I'm like a, it's like a, I'm like a nuisance or like I'm annoying them or I'm a burden. 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 Yeah. I'm a burden. And I, it's how I feel like when people are holding Winona, like over the weekend (coughs) and stuff too, like Tiffany Ruby, she wants to hold her all the time. And like, after like 10 minutes, I'm like, Oh God, she probably doesn't want to hold her anymore. Like that's how my brain works. I'm like, they don't want to fucking hold her. You know, they're just being nice. Like I'm, but they do want to hold her, you know, like my brain just doesn't, is not wired correctly. It just, it tells me that I'm a burden and I, and I need to people please. That's how, that's, that's my character defects and that's how my brain works, you know? And that I shouldn't ask for help because you can do it yourself. Like stopping a fucking pussy, get it together. You can do it yourself, but I can't do everything myself all the time. I can't, you know? I mean, it, it just goes to show that, uh, and it's not that we stopped working on ourselves. We stopped working on ourselves. With each other. <laughs> well, I mean, with that, but it's it wasn't really consistent, I guess. Yeah. You know, and um, we, both, we both changed a lot of things. And, um, you know, working on ourselves and working on ourselves together, that's something new. Communication is really new. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show you, though, eight years of being with somebody and you're just learning about them now. Yeah. And your walls are coming down again. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's the beauty behind this whole thing. You know, you can you can change the person that you are at any time. You can reinvent yourself at any time. You yeah. just have to do the work. And that's what I was telling you often, too. Like, how bad do you want it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how bad do you want this? And that's what's that. You know, I say it's like the toughest thing in recovery is being in a relationship. But you know what? Some of the best things in recovery or a relationship because you work with somebody that's on the same sort of track and mindset as you. And and as long as you guys both have the same sort of philosophy and the same sort of thought process, you're going to fucking do great things. Yeah. Yeah. And calling each other out and, and showing up for one another and loving on one another. It's all hand in hand. There's so many things, right? But, um, you know, I guess I guess my question would be, like, what is your thought process now when you start to feel that now, though? Besides asking me, like, what do you do to where you're controlling that rage? Oh, just breathing. I just have to breathe. Mm-hmm. I just have to breathe and be like. I think also it's like your hormones are like 10 times more fucked up right after you have the baby. Right. And then they they start to level out a little bit. Well, they've started to level out a little bit for me. You know, my baby doesn't annoy me so much or frustrate me. Annoy me? Yes, she does annoy me a little bit because the crying fucking hurts me. Hurts my brain, you know, in so many ways. It hurts me, like, breaks my heart, hurts me, and it hurts me physically. Like, physically, I'm like, I can't fucking listen to this one more second, you know? just That's just normal. You even go through that, you know what I mean? You even fucking can't, can't handle it sometimes. It's just a lot. And, um, you know, but now it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just more, uh, it's either the word sympathetic or empathetic to what she's going through. You know, she's crying a lot. She's going through something. Her belly hurts, whatever it is, you know, she wants to, it's, she doesn't always, she doesn't always just want to be held. She likes to be held. Yeah, she does. She likes to be held. She likes to be bounced around, but 
most of the time she has severe like um like regurge or whatever you want to call it you know she's she's got a reflux problem and she throws up her milk a lot and it, i can only imagine it's hurting her belly a lot and i know she'll grow out of that eventually you know she's a baby her body's learning how to process food and shit but um and i know people are gonna be like oh switch her to fucking formula whatever the fuck you know what i mean i'm just gonna breastfeed her and she's gonna be okay i already know um but i just i'm a lot more either the word sympathetic or empathetic to empathetic. it empathetic empathetic more empathetic to it i'm not so um i'm feeling like this is happening to me this is just life and so it's not so bad now when i feel like you know, there's times I'm overstimulated. Like last night, we were at our friend's house, and I was like, "Come and get her, come and get her," because I need I le- I need at least five minutes. You know what I mean? I need to like it's like I need my brain to like restart. You know, because it gets so overwhelmed and so overstimulated that it needs to like come back down. And so I just need the baby away from me for a minute. And honestly, when I'm by myself, if she's crying like that, I just gotta let it happen. Like when you were at the meeting right now, she was in her bouncer on the table right here, and she was fucking losing it losing it her belly hurt come to find because she started farting all the time farting afterward like crazy but i needed to get the dishes done so that i didn't feel so behind and what what i was doing for the rest of the night so i let her cry here for a minute she's gonna be okay you know what i mean and it doesn't make me lose my mind because i kind of just tune it out i guess i don't fucking know you know a lot of people have suggested that i get some headphones put some headphones on i'm like well you know that's a little extreme i'm not gonna let her cry for that long you know but (laughs) but i just breathe breathe through it and um you know if i need to cry let that fucking shit out right let that shit out do not hold that shit in it'll make it 10 times worse holding it in is what really fuels the rage i think so yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm done. Okay. But uh, this has been fun. I'm going to give you a this C minus fun. on podcast host. Got it. Okay. You I'll have to it. do better. Uh, I think that the thing. I know that I, I put you that, on the spot. Uh, However, you need to be quick and you're going to have different guests that come on and you have to, you know, I don't ever have a notepad with like notes, which I probably should because you guys all know I'm a fucking nitwit, but you got to be quick. So I'm gonna give you C minus. I think I think that maybe um, also you don't understand the type of humor that I have. <laughs> it's really dry. It's really dry. It's really dry. Well, the audience is not dry gonna understand that. I don't know. A lot of people, a lot of people that like dry humor. Yeah. Really. A lot of people. So. Yeah. Well, nobody really likes dry humor. Yeah. This is I 2024. This is 2024. Well, this was fun. What do you want to listen to? I don't know. I don't fucking know. I want to listen to peace and quiet. <laughs> you want to listen to Beyonce? Beyonce? No. You hate it. I do hate it. You like that new song, though. I like her new song. What is the new song? she thinks she's a cowgirl or some shit. What is the new song? Texas Hold'em. Wow. Isn't that something? All right, guys. Well, this was a fun show, I guess. Huh? I mean, some of you are probably saying you guys are fucking psychotic. Yeah, and psychotic. Need, help. And need help. And please put them into the yeah. fucking psych ward yeah, ASAP. Why, yeah, Take those we, kids away from yeah, them. Yeah. Why are we talking about this on the podcast? The the premise of this show was to really congratulate. Hey, congratulate. Right? Graduate. I'm fucking done. Are we graduating? Yes, Got we're it. graduating. 
Perfect. Okay. Congratulate my wife on eight years to talk about her postpartum because it's it's beneficial for her recovery. And, you know, the nice things that she said about me, that's fantastic. But I know that for me, building a relationship better with my wife comes with God and then also comes with me biting my tongue. And, yeah. And also um, loving you th- no matter what. Yeah. And, and walking you through those problems because I know that you'll do it with me too. Yeah. But anyways, sure. happy eight years. We're going to go ahead and post this show tomorrow. Oh, okay. So Surprise. Uh, yeah, so you know you're going to be a um, oh, a leap year. Yeah, it's going to be forever uh, two twenty nine. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, two twenty nine. Well, and, just uh, uh, everybody, let me end this fucking show. This is my goddamn show. All of a um, sudden, um, everybody, get ready for Dustin this year. Dustin's about to fucking break the fucking internet. She's like, everybody's like, okay, wife, we get it. Hey, I'm telling you, watch out. All right, guys, this has been another show with LFG and I do the whole show. No, you guys all know the fucking deal. It's fucking late. <laughs> and the things that you do for your wife, huh, guys? The things you do for your fucking wife. Don't be a bitch, come take it to the